Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Deshera. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Well, we have some special guests in studio with us, don't I we? I think so, yeah. So we have, not all of them, because yeah. Lord knows they all wouldn't fit in this little room. That's right. But we have the representatives of Fort, Friends of Ryan Teixeira. And uh, just so our listeners know a little bit about Fort is 17 Strong has very specific bylaws. We can only do victory trips because that's the way we were set up with the IRS and that's what Ryan wanted. Yep. But Ryan had so many passions in life that his friends decided to start Fort, Friends of Ryan Teixeira, and create another nonprofit so that they could continue Ryan's legacy with other things that Ryan liked to do. That's correct. And we thought that this was a perfect month to do this because we're celebrating Ryan's 23rd birthday on October 13th. So what better way to do that than invite his friends and talk about him a little bit. So do we want to introduce ourselves? See who we have here. So yeah. Hey, this is uh, Tyler Auerbach. Um, here. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. Uh, my name is Grant. Uh, uh, my name is Ben Chamberlain. Uh, and Ben, where are you from? I am from Colorado. You are. You're one of Ryan's college teammates yep. from Colorado. So nice to have you. And I'm Nash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the one and only Nash, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's start with Tyler. Okay. Tyler is the president of Friends of Ryan Teixeira. Yeah. It's pretty good. Big title. Big title. And uh, Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your friend group and and just uh, a little history of of all Ryan's friends. Yeah. um, So, I mean, I've been living in Arroyo Grande for, um, I don't know, 12 years or so. Um, Met Ryan on the baseball field when I was about eight years old. Played baseball against him. Um, didn't really know too much about him um, until one day my t- my dad actually told me that he was going to be joining our travel baseball team, which I, we were pretty excited about. Um, we had a really really awesome group growing up with, um, and you know our our, our friend group kind of blossomed into this really really close tight knit group that I've never experienced really anywhere else um, amongst anyone else, um, and you know we. Throughout the years, we just kind of stuck together um, through everything, no matter what it is, no matter what we were doing. We were always together. Um, every every weekend, it was always, we had something planned, and we were going to be hanging out, but we didn't know exactly what it was going to be yet. <laughs> it didn't uh, matter, did it, Ty? It, it really didn't matter. I mean, it was, we were going to be together at some point during the weekend. We knew that was that was going to happen. Um, but it almost seemed like every weekend we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, whose house is it at this time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for we're sure. Gonna be, I can really, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> it was at our house quite a bit. Spent a lot of time out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do remember just off the cuff that I think it was you and Grant and Ryan that were doing some, I think you were pulling weeds for Papa. And I think there was a total <laughs> photo shoot going on. Could you tell us a little bit about that, Grant? What about uh, that? How did that work out exactly? Well, yeah, we kind of got roped into uh, maybe pulling some weeds. <laughs> yes. And 
it was a nice day out, so we decided to get a tan in, you know? And Absolutely. Take our shirts off and stuff, but we needed to cover our, our heads, so we all wore hats. <laughs> Um, Cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cowboy well, I think so somebody had a sombrero. A, yeah. So. Okay. I was just checking. Grant was the one guy with a sombrero. Of course. Um, yeah. So Tyler and Ryan both got cowboy hats, and I got stuck wearing a sombrero because I'm part Mexican. All right. <laughs> and uh, we all thought it would be pretty funny, and uh, maybe took a little bit of a photo shoot in front of the trailer. And uh, yeah. right, and you were rolling up your shorts so it looked like uh -huh. you had nothing on, oh, right? Let's yep. be honest. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think Aaron was the photographer, yep, yeah. right? Okay, let's not be shy. So, yet, yeah, so they were literally putting the the hat over their private so that nobody could see that, but you know, and rolling up the pants so there was nothing. It was quite hysterical. Oh, yeah. Those Those pictures should be showing up maybe for blackmail when you guys get married or something. I don't know. I, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> God, I forgot about those pictures. Right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's the best part. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I can dig them up somewhere, maybe. Yeah, That's think, funny. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You don't know? You don't know? No, I know where they're at. I know where they're I know, at. Well. I know exactly where they're oh, at. Oh, great. Not, yeah. You're not willing to share. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, okay. So tell me about the age group that you guys said you were about eight when you met Ryan. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was eight or nine. Um, started playing baseball. He, Ryan was playing at Beach Cities. Um, and um, all of a sudden we started playing um, on this AG Thunder travel ball team. That's right. Um, I think we're about 10 years old. Um, yeah. 10 or 11. 10 or 11, yeah. Mm -hmm. Around there. Um, my dad was a coach. Um, and I, I don't know exactly how it went, Steve, but um, I think my dad ended up talking to you and mm -hmm. yeah. Ryan and Chris Wilson on our team. That was awesome. That was a great team. Yeah, a lot of... Like team, you know, camaraderie. It was just super good friends. It was awesome. That was neat. It was an awesome time. Yeah, and we traveled a lot. We went, a you lot know, of traveling down south, and yeah, it was it was. There a was good an group. instant bond that you mm -hmm. guys had. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. everybody. I mean, I look back at all the kids on that team, and there's probably only your core group of friends that are still together today. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might talk to the other kids. But it's nothing like the handful of you guys that, that yeah. were. Yeah. I mean, you became really lifelong friends out of that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nash, you kind of came into the picture a little bit later, like um, maybe high school, would you say? Yeah, it was high school. Okay. Okay. Um, also, I want to know um, what your guys' mission is for Fort. And tell me a little bit about your fundraiser. I think you guys had a fundraiser. Not very long ago. Um, so our mission's kind of, it's very broad. It's all of basically Ryan's um, passions, anything that he would like to do. We kind of try to push that legacy on through <clears throat> our um, our nonprofit. So that's basically, we cover everything from what he did with FAIR to his passions through um, um, special needs and all that kind of stuff. So. That's kind of what our goal is. Um, and then, uh, what was the second one? What was your, what did you do? <laughs> what, what did you do for your fundraiser? Because it oh. was really successful. Yeah, we threw a, uh, threw a baseball tournament. Um, it was three age groups. We had, um, was it 10, 10, 11, 12s? Yeah. And uh, I think we had about five or six teams in each, um, each bracket and, uh, we hosted it right where all these guys used to play when they were little. I never, I wasn't here around then, but 
yeah, they had a bunch of history down there, and it was kind of cool just to throw it down there and end up turned out pretty cool yeah so. yeah it was really successful and i know that there was a lot of people that want can't wait till next year to play in that tournament oh yeah oh yeah a lot of people liked it and hopefully we get a bigger turnout next year and we can take on some more teams nash what was it like for you because um, you met everybody in high school right yeah yep. so what was it like for you trying to work your way into this this group that was already established to be honest, I didn't even know there was a group. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was the, it was like a really easy. It was kind of, uh, it was randomly Grant. Yeah, <laughs> it was Grant out of all people. I don't know why Grant and I just clicked for some reason. We were, I finally got to play football with these guys, and we ended up being like really good friends. I was probably at his house during that first summer I met him. Like, yeah, he he got put on the chore list at my house because he was living there so much. <laughs> well, he's really oh, good at chores. Actually, yeah, I can relate to that one. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, pretty good with chores, so I can get on those lists pretty easily. Um, but yeah, it was kind of uh, wasn't like, wasn't like there was this group established at the time. It was kind of, uh, at least to my point of view. I mean, right. now it's definitely very evident that. It's a little different than anything I've How ever seen. How would you describe it? Like, if you were to describe it, would you describe it like a brotherhood or a, um, I mean, in your words, what would you say? I guess you could say it's kind of like a brotherhood, but it's more just like, it's very natural. It's not nothing like, nothing forced. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, hard some, to it's, yeah, it's super hard to explain. It's like that. Yeah, I've never met anybody else that has something like this. So it's it's. Really, I agree. I agree. It's yeah. hard to hard to put words to for sure. But um, I would like to ask Ben a question because he's the one from Colorado, and Ryan only was there a short time. So I want to know how did he impact Colorado, Colorado Mesa, the baseball field, all that other stuff. Like, tell me a little bit about the Colorado experience. Um, we were actually talking about this last night. Um, it's, it's crazy Ryan's impact on the people of Colorado. I mean, the, the school, the people out there, um, he was there for a short time, like you said, and he is, he still lives on through Mesa baseball. He's, um, he lives on in the hearts of hundreds of people out there and he was, he was there for not even a full semester. So, no. yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a crazy amount of an impact yeah, in a, in a very sure. short time. Yeah, very short time. I agree. I agree. Yeah. What would you say was one of the highlights of your time with Ryan? That is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, like I said, we, he was, he was there for such a short time and we had so many great memories. Um, the things I really remember is just, um, we we did everything together. We we went out. We went hunting. We went fishing. You know, uh, grinded it out on the baseball field as much as we could. Uh, it just typical college baseball mm-hmm. teammate stuff. Right. I, I mean, and he he was just so positive, and and we just that that's what I remember the most is. Right. And we got to like put this in perspective for just a second. So when you met him for the first time, he was. I mean, already been diagnosed, bold, coming to college, really not being strong. And so you got to see this kid kind of, you know, work to get stronger and do every day was a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy the strides he made in in that short of period of time. Like when he came, like you said, I mean, 
all week. Yeah. But he when he left, swing was looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was looking he good. He had a work ethic. He had a work was, <laughs> He really yeah. did. I mean, he outworked everybody on that field, and that's crazy because there are a lot of hardworking kids on that team. Exactly. Very yeah. talented team. Exactly. And well, he and, worked everybody. And like we had said in a, a previous podcast, even when he had leukemia raging through his body, he didn't know it. He was out there doing wind sprints with everybody. Mm-hmm. He was doing batting practice mm-hmm. and he didn't want anything mm-hmm. to, to stop him. And I remember one of the stories that he told us uh, when he talked to coach um, Hanks and said, I don't want to be treated different. No, you know, yep. I want you to yell at me if you need to yell at me. I want to be treated like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's happened in my past. He was adamant about that. Yeah, he was very adamant. I yeah. mean, with the teammates, like, he he wanted everybody to treat him like he was there to to grind it out with us, and he was. Yeah, that's one uh, one night I remember. It must have been ten thirty at night, and I was driving by um, the practice field, and I saw the lights were on, which was really strange for that time of night, and. Wouldn't you know it, Ryan, out there hitting on a tee. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how he figured out how to turn the lights on because yeah. to this day I still don't know how to do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how okay. that's how much of a, a worker he was. He figured out a way to turn on the lights yeah. sure. and go out exactly. there and hit. And he had the is, determination. Yep. He'd, he'd find the yep. way. You know, it was probably calling coach at 10 yep. o'clock. Hey, coach, yep. how do you turn on the lights that, out that's here? That's something you know? that never crossed my mind, but that you was know? just a time where he had, he had time to go out there and, and work. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing. Yeah. Which is crazy. Did it ever like occur to you? Like this is uh you were a senior at the time and Ryan was a freshman, yeah. like new person coming in halfway through the season. Did that affect anything or did he just like literally come in and fit in with everybody and um, kind of molded with the team or. Oh, I remember the first time Ryan was introduced to the team. Really? We were, uh, I think it was, we'd come back from winter break and we were practicing um, a couple weeks early before the rest of the students showed up and we were at dinner at the, I think it's the Breckenridge brewery or one of the breweries there. And Ryan walked in and not knowing really anybody. And it was like, he walked in and was, it, it felt like you had known him for a hundred years. hundred yeah. years. It, yeah. And it's the craziest thing. It's hard to explain, but right when he walked in, like he was the most popular guy in the room somehow. It, it, it was crazy. I mean, that's just Ryan. The old handshake. Hi, I'm Ryan. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And he went to every single person. In that restaurant, (laughs) (laughs) including the waiter, the waitress, everybody. Yeah. Everybody loved it. The whole place. Okay. Now remind me, is that the, um, dinner that you guys had that you passed the ball around and somebody had to say something about themselves? Cause do you remember anything about that? I don't remember that. I don't remember that now. Okay. Because I remember him saying it was the first day he got there, second day he got there, and he had a yeah, team dinner, yeah, and they passed I the raw remember, yeah. ball around, and he said, um, I know I'm going to get that ball. I just know it because that's just how it works. So, of course, then he kind of got to break the ice and tell everybody, yes, I have cancer, or I did, and I that's why I'm bald, but don't treat me any different. I'm sure it went something like that. So, Yeah. yeah. Grant, you know, there's a story that, that resonates with me, um, especially with you and Ryan. In the night that he would not let you hang up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. In, until, because he always, with all of you boys, would always say, I love you. Always. And he wouldn't let you hang up the phone until you broke and said, I love you back. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. No, it's actually pretty funny. So, Holy talked to me about this yesterday. And then I, I talked to my mom about it again. 
And um, I was telling her that I was doing this, and I like said that I was gonna like, kind of talk about this, and she goes, "I actually remember that day." I was like, "Do you really?" She's like, "Yeah, I remember. Like you were sitting in the car, and you were trying to make plans on like where you guys were gonna go when you were gonna hang out because we were hanging out that weekend." And um, I guess I was sitting in the car, and my uh, or uh, we were finishing up, wrapping up whatever we were talking about, and Ryan's like, "All right, I love you," and I paused and I said, "What?" What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, Typical, right? Yeah, I mean, we were young. I was twelve. It was just like kind of awkward the first time. Like one of my friends had told me that they loved me, and it was <laughs> like, I was like, I say that's my parents. Like this is weird. This is the first time I've seen to say this to someone other than my family member, and he would not get off the phone until I said it. And it was yeah, that was kind of funny. But I mean, I told him, and then from now on, literally, we all tell each other we love each other. And Absolutely, is. that mm-hmm. is just aw- yeah. and that was twelve. Yeah, that couldn't be the more aw- awkwardest stage ever. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> And yet there's these guys telling each other that they love them. It's awesome though. Cause I think I was in the car that I was yeah. driving. Cause yeah. obviously the boys didn't have their license then. And it was, it was so impactful because I just remember him saying it over and over. And he's like, dude, I'm not hanging up until you tell me. And I just thought that was super special. Yeah. No, my mom was pretty funny about it too. When I was telling her about it again, she's like, yeah, no, I remember that. Like you were super weird about it. Like, <laughs> Ryan like, just it told really, me he loved me. Yeah. She's like, it was really cute. Cause like, you didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then it just like, it just broke the ice after, and yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I think it, it just came natural for everybody yeah. after that, which I thought was really cool. Um, you, you guys all had a bond that you put each other first. Absolutely. You know, it was before girlfriends. It was before baseball. It was before everything. I mean, you guys were a family and, and you still are, even though Ryan might not physically be here, you guys are still a family and Mm -hmm. it's, it's great to see the way you've brought Ben in and, you know, Ryan's core group of friends from Colorado have matched up with his core group of friends from California and they've become one big family. Mm -hmm. And Tyler, there's a lot of people that aren't here today um, why don't you kind of give a shout out to those people? Cause you know, we're missing probably Ryan's you're all his best friend, but the one he grew up with the most would be Garrett ball yeah. because Garrett lived here, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of the time and uh, tell a little bit about some of the other players on your fort team that aren't here. Yeah. Um, I was, I would say Garrett ball is, is a huge um, impact to, it was, was a huge impact in Ryan's life. Um, Garrett and Ryan clicked so quick, um, even though they didn't meet until, you know, eighth grade, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was Babe yeah. Ruth. I remember we were on the Dodgers together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. one, the yeah. team that didn't win a game. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't remember that. Sorry. <laughs> no, the the Dodgers, they were good. Babe, yeah, if your Babe good. Ruth was good. Oh, yeah. Babe Ruth was yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. There was another one, team they, that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. 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 lost good. to us. Though. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Garrett Ball, is, he was him and Ryan clicked so quick and um, they be just instantly became at the hip. Um, wish Garrett was here. He's, he's obviously in Colorado doing his own thing and right. he's, um, he's going to be really successful in life. Um, and then Casey, and, well, and Garrett's the reason Ryan went to Colorado Mesa, hundred percent. you know, because Ryan had offers from D one schools, but he chose to go to the number one D two school so he could be with Garrett. Yep. Yep. I think that was a big comfort thing for Ryan as well. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. there and seeing that Garrett was there and yeah. how much Garrett loved it over in Colorado. It just must have. Well, and plus Colorado fit right. I mean, you know, Ryan's a hunter and a fisherman and, you know, I mean, there'd be several times when mom had text him, Hey, how's school going today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, where are know. you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's fishing. In fact, there's a story we got to get to later about the river. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll we'll get to one. that one in a little that bit. But one. anyways, go ahead. So, so who else do we have that's not here with us? Um, Casey Muth. Um, yep. Another great friend of Ryan's. Yep. Um, very big into hunting. And um, he, he was he absolutely adored Ryan. Ryan and Casey got along so well. It was um, another big relationship in, in our friend group. Um, as well as Jace Toming. Um, he's, he's also a board member of Fort. Mm-hmm. Um, he Him and Ryan were friends at a very young age. Um Mm-hmm. Grant actually yeah. grew up with Jace, um, yeah. and we all ended up playing baseball together growing up. That travel team, yeah, yeah. through through yep. the PG Thunder, um, and then Julian Ramirez, J Rax, J Rax, yeah, he's uh he, he's also um, a super good friend of all of ours. He's hilarious. He is funny, super funny to be around. Yeah. He's always lightening the mood, and uh, and he's probably the only one that didn't play baseball. I think. I think yeah. the yeah. only one. Yeah. yeah. He was a football. He played football. He played football and then he also showed some showed animals and yeah. um I think Ryan met him the first time in uh, in high school like yeah. as a yeah. as a freshman at the fair. I'll never forget that. So um yeah, instant click. Yeah. He's just a great guy. Yeah, He's absolutely. the nicest. Yeah. Like, I very, agree. Very genuine down to earth. Yeah, for sure. I want to know like um cuz I don't really know this is how did you guys find out that Ryan had cancer and what was your reaction? And I'm sure everybody has kind of a different answer to this because I don't even know where you were at because you get so locked in and trying to go to in survival mode that I don't even know how he told you guys. Cause you, uh, uh, Tyler was away in Oregon and Grant was at Cal Poly and I, and you Nash were, we're still in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody was everywhere. And so I just don't know how that went down. Tell me. Um, yeah, it was so my freshman year of college, just got back into my dorm room right after class. Um, and I got a text from my dad, surprisingly. I don't even know how my dad found out. Um, but he's texted me and said, Hey, um, you should text Ryan. And then I responded back and he called me immediately and was like, Hey, have you talked to Ryan lately? Um, he has cancer. And mm-hmm. I just sat back on my bed like, what? Uh, okay. Um, I'll call you back. I'm going to give him a call. Called him immediately, and he was like, hey, um, super energetic. I couldn't even tell. He was like, hey, um, yeah, I was, yeah, I have I have uh, Ewing sarcoma. Um, I was literally just about to call you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And But at the time, I had no idea what that meant, no idea what that entailed. Um, I had no context at all. Just within, you know, 60 seconds, I trying to process so much, it. So it was like drinking of a fire hose, so much yeah. information coming at me. I was like, Oh my gosh. So that was my interaction. No, uh, I remember. Yeah. Uh, Tyler called me first, I think, cause Tyler always finds out information before I do. <laughs> and you're in the backyard of yeah, yeah. where we live. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he called me and he goes, Hey, did you hear about Ryan? And he goes, I was like, no, what's, what's up? And he goes, you need to call him this. Okay, like is everything okay? He's like, just call him. So then I, I think I called him and uh, yeah, he he told me and it was kind of just disbelief. I didn't, I don't know. I, I mean, I knew nothing about it, but it was just like I knew it wasn't good. So I was like, all right, well, there go. You know, cancer is one of those things that's not on no your radar as a young adult. No, it it wasn't even a thought. It never was a thought. And even yeah. when he had it, it still was like because we'd go see him and for the longest time he was fine. You know, he was like, yeah, there was nothing. He didn't want anybody to have pity on no. him. He didn't want anybody to feel sorry for him. He didn't want it to define who he was. And there was never a moment when he had it either where it was like, 
I mean, he lost his hair and he gained a little weight, but other than that, he was the same person throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And what about you, Nash? Uh, we were, Ryan told me in person, uh, the weekend after he found out you guys came back from the hospital and, uh, we just carried on our Monday morning as normal. We were fishing before school. Probably agree we're going to be a little late, but late start Mondays. Yeah, we would we would go fishing and he uh, he we drove all the way there together and he uh, he got out of the car and he's like, hey, I got to tell you something. And I think uh, he just laid it on me like real like just real blunt. <laughs> just a matter of fact. Yeah, and he was just like, hey, I got cancer, and I was like. I think I said something stupid like, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. And then like, we didn't, honestly, it was kind of weird because we didn't really talk about it for the rest of the time fishing. And then we hit a little bit. Then we went to school and we didn't really get into it till after school that day. And I just got a little bit of details and stuff like that. But it was kind of like a disbelief thing for like the whole day. I was like, so starstruck. I was like, what? Yeah. I had like no reaction. I couldn't even put words together. <laughs> it was so weird. And uh, and I really believe that that's what your generation and any of the young adults that that we deal with that's that's their mindset. It's like I can't believe that. You know, people think cancer happens to little kids and senior citizens. They don't realize how big the population is in the middle that's affected by cancer. Oh yeah. You know, and it's so important that we get our mission out there, get our voice out there. You guys get your voice heard because cancer affects so many people, so many people. And, um, you know, it affected all of you guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, it's crazy to see how much, how many people it touched around us and just to imagine how many stories there are like this across the whole, you know, the world probably. Yeah. And just to, you know, how many people like us have something like this and have dealt with something like that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I need to um, touch back on one person that we left off. I know there's others, but, you know, Ryan's girlfriend, Nicole, couldn't be here tonight. And she will, she gets a podcast all to herself when she gets up enough courage. <laughs> but um, Nicole, she's... She's the, probably the one that keeps you guys all focused and in line, wouldn't you say? She's the mom, I'd say. She, <laughs> she definitely keeps us in line. <laughs> um, yeah. When we get out of hand, she's always there to keep us, <laughs> keep yeah. us in order. Yep. Attempt to. Yeah. yeah. She well, she's the it. only girl, so yeah, yeah exactly. She, she's got her hands full. Of yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, one thing that I was just going to touch on just a second is that Ben was actually the person that when Ryan got diagnosed in Colorado with leukemia, Ben is the one that drove me and Nicole home because Steve and Ryan needed to fly back to UCLA. So Ben was a a crucial part of this, um, this second spout of, of cancer. Um, and also Ben flew out when Ryan was, went into ICU, which I think there was only a few people that actually saw him in ICU and Ben being one of them. Are you wanting to say anything about that or what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, definitely a tough time, um, to see my friend battling his butt off like, like he was, um, it was 
it was something that I'm I'm glad I was I was there. I'm glad I was there with you guys. I'm, I'm glad I was there for Ryan. Um, but yeah, it was it was tough. It was, it was very hard. Very hard. Very hard. Yeah. Extremely hard to um to do that. So I but I do appreciate it. I appreciate that you know that you came and and you dropped things and um and I'm surprised I remember actually because there was a lot of things that were just um numb. But um but yeah. And as far as um like after everything happened, how do you think that that affected your core group of friends? Who wants to tackle that? Someone else? Yeah. Um, to be honest, it was like uh, this was the first people I got together with after it all went down. After, um, yeah, this was like who I went to for all my like support, basically. The, basically the people in this room and the people that were named earlier. So Your family like, got stronger. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, like, enormously. <laughs> enormously. For me, um, after everything happened, uh, I think I, yeah, I haven't been with these guys as long as everyone else has. Um, but after everything happened, I, I really do feel like I'm a part of this brotherhood. Um, mm. I wish I could come out and see you guys more often. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, Ryan touched my life in so many ways, but probably the, the most important way is, is all of you guys in this room. Yeah. So, amen to that. Amen yeah. to that. I would have never been here without Ryan. Right, yeah. that's so true. That's and so and true. there's so many so many amazing people that I've I've met and become close to because of Ryan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he created a bond with a lot of people. A lot of know? people. And and there's yeah. just that connection that even Holly and I find to this day that you know they'll see seventeen strong or they'll see Fort or they'll see something and they're like. I know about that. I know that kid, you know, and they, they have a special memory, something that triggers in their mind. And it's a happy thought. It's a good place to be. And it was a special time for them. You know, we've heard time and time again, the number of, of stories, even in high school where kids would be bullied and Ryan would see it going on and he'd run over and put his arm around whoever was being bullied and tell that other person to get lost and, you know, walk that, that girl or that young man to class, you know, because he was a champion for those that were being picked on, you know, Ryan loved everybody and he hated to see, you know, people less fortunate or a special needs being picked on, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about the plans for Fort and, uh, if anybody wants to donate to Fort, uh, how they can get a hold of you guys. Yeah, um, so Friends of Ryan Teixeira um, is a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, we So far, we've we've currently donated through the uh, Santa Barbara County Fair, um, bidding on multiple um, pigs. Pigs, and yeah. um, it was awesome. We got to you know, spread, spread out the wealth pretty much across so many different kids. It was awesome to see. That um, is awesome. And, you know, our, our Friends of Ryan Teixeira, um, baseball classic, it, it super successful. Um, we definitely plan on doing that again next year. Um, we just did that in July that as Nash touched on earlier. Um, and so we definitely plan on doing that every single year moving forward, but, um, plans moving forward is just to keep on Ryan's legacy and anything that we can think of. Um, basically through 
you know, board meetings and all of that. We'll just brainstorm and kind of, you know, see what is mm-hmm. the best the route need. to go. Yeah, for know, sure. what, 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 how can we, you know, um, help the community in the best way we can. And if anybody wants to make a donation to Fort, how do they do that? Yeah. Um, so we actually have a PayPal set up through our website, um, fort17.org. Um, PayPal set up through there. And we also take checks through um, our PO box. Awesome. Hey, that's awesome. I do want to um, ask if there's any stories that they wanted to, and maybe a favorite story, a touching story. I just want to see if, give you guys an opportunity to give, do some type of story. It doesn't matter what it is. Ben, there's a fishing story I'm thinking about. Were were you involved with that one? I was not there. I've heard the story. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, Ryan was fishing, which wasn't a shock to anybody. He was out, he was out fishing, uh, near the river. Um, and I think, I think there was maybe a, there was a guy out there that I believe was homeless and, um, they had walked away from their fishing gear mm-hmm. and the, the homeless guy actually Stole it, yeah. He he took their rods. Um, he took their tackle box, I believe. Yep. And you know, it's everybody's first instinct to go, you know, yell at this guy and and get your stuff back. But Ryan, being Ryan, um, decided that if that guy needed to steal his fishing rod, that he probably needed it more than him. And and I. I don't remember exactly how the the uh, discussion between him and the guy went, but I think that was Ryan's kind of take on the whole thing: is that if if he felt the need to steal it, he probably needed it more than he did. So, well, he tracked him down. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and they talked. Yep. And the guy ended up giving everything back. Yep. And uh, but Ryan had a little talk with him. Never, you know. Yeah. He, he approached it in a loving manner, the way I understood. Yeah, but yeah, it absolutely. wasn't like I'm going to call the cops or anything no, like that. No. And it was like you said, you know, if yeah. you really need this, come on, I'll teach you how to fish or yeah, whatever. Exactly, which and, is insane. You know, I mean, I would have been over there chasing the guy down. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> my fishing rods mean a lot to me, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yeah, Ryan. Ryan went about it the way Ryan would go about it. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's a good yeah. one. That's a good story. Nash, is anything? PG rated that you can tell us. That's a, I'm, I'm going through my stories right That's now. A, man, um, there's a ton of them. Just um, the one random one that's sticking in my head right now is we was, I think it was his senior year of high school. We um, we ended up making it to the playoffs that year in baseball, and at this time he wasn't playing anymore. And, uh, but he showed up for the playoff game and we had a crazy game and we ended up, uh, we ended up walking it off and, and there's all these, there's all these pictures in our high school baseball coaches, um, (laughs) in his office and there's this crazy picture and like Ryan's watching, like kind of watching us all dogpile, but like sort of pushing people too. (laughs) And like just that whole memory of like that happening. And he was happened to be sitting in the stands actually. And he ends up coming onto the field and like Dog and one you. of our yeah one of our board members Nolan is like in this picture is like floating in the air about to just smash this dog pile <laughs> yeah and it was a yeah that was a, it was a super cool experience it was it was yeah I don't I don't know why that one sticks out but there's plenty of others but they're probably not all that no one couldn't be here right. with us tonight but uh, another good friend of Ryan's as well but that's not the story I thought you were gonna tell us I thought you were gonna talk about the snake. 
Oh, the, the snake principal. is such a good story. <laughs> that one is a good story. Are you sure you don't want to tell that one? Okay. That, one, that one's pretty good. We uh, we used to go fishing out on this private pond, and um, we would uh, not go to class and go do it. <laughs> and uh, and one day on our way back, we're we're driving back, and it's super hot, and there's this big snake on the on the pavement. And we had our fishing rods in Ryan's car, and he grabs a fishing rod, and we're like trying to trap this thing and put it in a box because our principal was having gopher issues around the school <laughs> for the grass. So we're like, we'll bring him this snake and he'll, we'll just throw it down the hole. <laughs> so we, we capture this thing, we put it in a shoe box and we punch a bunch of holes in it. And he drives a, what, what kind of car was it? It's a 71 Chevelle. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not super roomy. It's a sweet ride. <laughs> so there's nowhere to put this snake other than in my lap. <laughs> so we have like a 10 minute drive and I'm just holding a snake in a box in the car. And it doesn't even seem like, like something weird's going on. Like it's just another day. And we, instead of, you know, just going straight to the hole, like the gopher holes at school, we decided to take it into the office <laughs> past all like the secretaries and stuff and just go right into the principal's office and just set it on his desk. And he's sitting in there and he's like, well, what's this? And we're like, it's a snake. And he like jumps out of his chair, <laughs> backs way up. And he's like, you gotta be kidding me. That's not a snake. And we're like, no, seriously, that's why there's holes in the box. <laughs> so the snake has some air in there. And he's like, you got to get that thing out of here. And like, you know, a few, yeah, it's it's kind of quite the scene going on. At this point, everybody in the office can hear the principal screaming for Ryan and I to get the snake out of there. So we end up taking the snake outside, and then for some reason, the next few weeks, we keep running into all these snakes. <laughs> so we start playing pranks on the principal, and Ryan and I would just trap them, and then we just to be completely honest with you, let them loose in his office. No, no box. No box. We would leave it. We would leave it in there. We would just let it in. And then we just hang out and just watch it move around. And he would like, after a few times we would go in there, even if we didn't have a snake, he would get up and he ended up having a shovel in his, in his uh, closet. Yeah. And he would get the shovel out. If he saw one of us walk in or even in the office, he'd be like, where's the snake? He would just start asking. And we're like, no, we're just in, like, we're just happened to be passing through. There's no snake. It was, awesome. a, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Was, uh, and weren't you late for baseball because of the snake? Yeah, one, yeah, we were. We had to uh, text our baseball coach with this uh, what seemed like a lame excuse, but was completely true. <laughs> we were uh, playing with snakes with the principal, and he was like, "So that's really why you were late." And us, and we we're like, "Yeah, Absolutely. we're just trapping snakes. We're so. trapping snakes." Yeah. yeah All right, Tyler. What's your story? All right, Ty. Let's yeah, hear it. I have a few. Uh oh. Um, I'm sure you have more than a few, but maybe <laughs> only two that are PG. So many. Um, okay. The first one that comes to mind is um, so I, I think I'm a sophomore. Um, we're at football practice, and I'm on I'm on a punt team. And Ryan, of course, is the the most energetic, you know, hardworking guy on <laughs> scout team. He's just like always just going full go. Um, and I just vividly remember him, you know, th this plays goes through and he basically just absolutely lays me out in this play. <laughs> I'm trying to block him and he just absolutely lays me out almost parallel with the ground oh, no. and I'm on my back like, Oh, you know, like I try to catch my breath. I got the wind knocked out of me and I'm looking through my face mask, just looking up at the sky and I see Ryan's head go right through the face mask. Like, Hey dude, you okay? <laughs> And I'm just like trying to catch my breath, like, oh my gosh, oh, that hurts so Lord. bad. 
It's like, dude, Ty, you okay? Helps me up. No one else does that. No, exactly. And nobody else gets into your face masks either. Yeah. yeah. I remember he had to have a, our head, our, our head coach gave him a pad to run with when he was on scout because he was giving all of our starters concussions. Oh <laughs> my God. He's like, Ryan, calm down. You're on scout. Like you're hurting our starters. He goes like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just, I'm playing. He's like, no, just, don't hit them. Yeah. Like, stop. <laughs> so he get a little shoulder pad and he just used that. And I remember Mikey was throwing a slant route across the middle and Ryan threw the pad up and batted the ball down with the pad. <laughs> <laughs> our, our head coach got so mad at him. He's like, what are you doing? He goes, like, well, you gave it to me. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. no. That so oh, oh, no. It was like eight weeks of him with that pad. <laughs> he hated and then it. he ended up getting it taken away? Uh, no, I think, no, the entire year. Like oh. It was like after we went a couple weeks and he kept hurting them. So that was the solution to him stop hurting everyone. Oh, my gosh. Because he went so hard in practice. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. All I remember is like when he was at games, he would literally like dance around practically. And even the coaches are like, what is he doing? Yeah. And I don't know what he was doing, but, yeah. but he ended up getting the play done. It was just a roundabout way of doing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looked like he had ants in his pants. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, he thought he was a good four, four speed with the, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. He just made it look like he yeah. was a good runner. Yeah. <laughs> he had some couple good plays though. He had that interception against uh, Liberty that sealed the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was sure. on the, I don't know, five, 10 yard line. Yeah. I mean, that was, Really close. I mean, he wouldn't even run the ball back. He just slid down the ball. I'm like, you slid like, with football pads on. Like, you know? that was just weird. He's like, yeah, but I'm on defense. I don't run. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I don't run the ball. That was great. Yeah, he just hit people hard. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> exactly. Okay, any any stories from you, Grant? Oh, I don't know. You don't know of any? No, the pad one was... That was, well, that was a good one. That's the one that sticks out in my head the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Other I like than, it. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, we're going to wrap up our podcast. And thank you all for being here. For those Absolutely. that couldn't be here, oh, we're sorry we missed them. We'll pick up the rest of the group at another time. And uh, for our listeners, if you're interested in supporting Friends of Ryan Teixeira, that's Fort. So it's fort17.org. You can donate online or you can mail a check in to P.O. Box 1712. Pismo Beach, California, 93448. Boys, thank you for being here. And with that, we're going to wrap up our podcast. And remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.